Thank you very much. Well, like she said, my name's Aaron, and um, I'm the lead pastor at Simple Church. Simple Church is in Reynoldsburg. We're a church plant. We've been around for a couple years, uh, for two years actually this May. We're very excited about our big birthday shindig that we're going to have coming up. So anyway, we're celebrating that very soon. And uh, thank you all for taking the time to come here today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the concept of being one of or being a part of uh, as a church, part of your community. And, uh, and I'm going to share some thoughts on that. But, but you've chosen this course because something piqued your interest. And I want to know what those things are. In fact, regarding this subject, I want to know what you want to talk about today. So I'm going to have you shout out what it is you'd like. There's a seat right here. Young lady, if you want to see. In front of the class. That's right. You get the place of honor. Um, I would like you just to kind of shout out what it is that you hope to get from this session today. What is the most, your most pressing need? What do you want to know? And go. You share what you've done that works. What works? What you've done that works. Okay, yep. And know that I will always be speaking from our experience or, or what works. Okay, I'm sorry, and you, sir? Rethinking to me kind of implies that it's not the ordinary, it's something new. Okay, so what do you want to know from, from that, from this? What, what is new and what works. Okay, all right. Anybody else? What do you want to know? Fresh ideas. Fresh ideas. Okay. What criteria do you use to say if you're successful or not? Okay. Criteria for success? What else? Working in a difficult community? Say it. Working in a difficult community? Working in a difficult community. Look, I'm going to start going all the way down here with this. All right, next, what else? Aaron, I was going to say along with that, I was going to ask about like working with the, uh, the local government and stuff like that. And then my other, my other thing was is also working with the local like ministerial association. Uh huh. Within the churches, networking. Okay. Local governments and associate. I'm just going to say associations. Absolutely. What else you want to know? What else? How not to create us How not to create us Explain that to me. So how do I write that? Oh, so how do you go from them to us? Yeah. So conversion. Con- that, they, they call that conversion. I would say either conversion to Christ or conversion. That's the conversion ratio anyway, right? If, for, if we're just looking at business terminology, that's the conversion. We make you a, from a non-customer to a customer, right? Just simplifying. I'm oversimplifying it, but yeah, that's essentially it. Yeah? Okay. Assimilation. Assimilation. Yeah, sure. Okay, so conversion. Okay. Anything else? You get out of this session what you put into it. So what do you want to know? Don't be shy. Okay, I'm going to jump in. So, um, so as a church plant, we took a lot of DNA and a lot of ideas from what churches were already doing. And we failed with them miserably. We failed. 
Can I ask you guys a question? Let's start off with this. Why do you do outreach? Why does your church do outreach? Reach the lost. Draw people in. So we're talking about marketing ideas here. So, so there's marketing here, reaching the lost and giving them Jesus what they need, for sure. Why else do we do it? Meet needs. Why else do we do it? The, these are good reasons, but I'm just saying. What's that? Okay. Okay. Obeying the Great Commission, which is? To go. We could just stop at the word go, right? Just to go. We believe at Simple Church that we are a sent church, and we've started off that way. And so we said we were going to go. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to ruffle some feathers, and I'm sorry. Hashtag not sorry. <laughs> we are doing our outreaches, and the majority of the time... We do them, and we do them at our buildings. We do them on our properties, and we say, come. And we say, come. And we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of resources, we spend a lot of finances saying, come. But our mission was to, we're missing it. Now, am I saying don't do those things? Absolutely not. Feel free to. Spend thousands of dollars. We will not do it at Simple Church. We won't. We won't because we've done things. One of our very first big events that we decided to do because we launched on Easter Sunday and we missed that little window there to do the extravaganzas. How many of you guys, your church does extravaganza or something like it? How many eggs are you doing this year? 5,000. Okay, 5,000. 15,000. How many more? Right? So, so we're doing, and I know churches that have done like drops from like a helicopter. Man, they've done insane stuff. They're just like, boom, like, man, that's crazy. If you've got those kind of resources, that is awesome. Please come to my church or let me go there. That is it's incredible. I want to jump out of an air, like a helicopter and just do a sermon or something just for fun. It had nothing to do with anything. Thanks, Chuck. We spend lots of money and we ask people to come. And then where are those people on Sunday morning? What need did you fulfill by doing that? I'm asking, what need did you fulfill? So, so, so we let them know we were there. We did that. Did we give them Jesus? We gave them, no, we gave them Easter eggs. And I don't have a problem with that. That's not my beef here. What do we do? We, we just gave them awareness. Now, if you will learn to do what we have done, and that is to learn to partner with your community, I will talk to you all about how we've done that, how we've succeeded, how we've failed, and what's working for us. And, uh, and I don't mean, I was told after the last session that I'm a little blunt, and I am. I don't have a whole lot of time to mince words with you, so I apologize if, I, if we ask questions. I don't mean to be mean, I'm just, I'm just going to say what, how I feel, okay? So, so if you'll just allow me to do that. God called me to Reynoldsburg to win a city, not to win a few. And we believe that by partnering with your community is the only way that you can begin to influence the influencers of your city. Okay? The people who are calling the shots, the people who are connected with the community. If you are a church that is disconnected currently, you need to connect with the people that are connected, and you need to learn to influence them. I am under the the belief, according to the way that Jesus did it, if you want to lead, serve. Jesus straps on a flap and washes people's feet. Are we doing that as a church? Are we meeting needs? And so what we did was, We set out to be a part of. We set out to find out what did our church need, and here's why. When we launched, I heard this before we launched, I heard this story about some Indian missionaries. Two groups of them went out to India to reach the people there. 
One group went and said, we've got Jesus, we've got health, we've got education, we've got food, we've got all this stuff. They blew in, they blew up, they blew out. They did their mission. And they won many to Jesus. Another missionary group went in. And they said, we've got Jesus, we've got food, we've got health, we've got education. We've got all these things. But they did something different than the other group. They said, what do you need? And while all those things were important, the response from the city shocked them. The city said, we need a, we need a mailbox. See, in India, for you to have a mailbox means you are on the map. Legally, officially, you have an identity. You are recognized by the government. There are resources available to you as a city when you're recognized that when you don't have a mailbox, you don't have access to. It was going to cost them money. It was going to cost them time. It was going to be procedural. And the village did not have the time or the resources or the way to make that happen. And so the missionaries gave them Jesus. They gave them food, health, education. They helped them with all these things. But they spent two years in that city laboring to get them a mailbox. And they didn't win a few. They won the entire city. I'm called to an entire city to win the entire city of Reynoldsburg and turn it upside down. And I'm going to do that by serving. We've been there for two years, and yes, I, get, don't get me wrong, we're at the beginning of this, but I believe that we are headed the right direction. Talk to me five years from now, maybe ten years from now. I have no idea how long it will take, but we will faithfully sow in this way. And so the missionaries saw that return on their investment, two years to meet the need. So when we came to Reynoldsburg, the very first thing that I did was I set up a lunch with the mayor. And I sat down and I said, what is your biggest need? And he expressed to me that his biggest concern and his biggest need was the fact that there are kids in Reynoldsburg, there are more than 50% of the kids are on reduced or free lunch programs. And his concern was not that, was that they're they're eating, that's great, they're eating breakfast and lunch at my schools, but what are they eating at night and on the weekends? So as a church, what is your natural response to that? How do you meet that need? Let me just ask that question. That's a little overwhelming for a church plant, isn't it? How many of you all are part of a church plant that went with a church plant? So the rest of you are all established. So for a church plant that had no money, how many of you all have no money? All right. There we go. We're all in the same boat. We're, we're a church plant. We launched with, with an initial $10,000 from our launching church and then 20000 over a year. And we were blessed to have that. But we said, look, we're going to take this and be good stewards of it. But that did not mean that we had the resources to meet that need. So what would you do? I'm asking you. So you can organize organize an effort that way. Or I like what you guys said, because that's what this is all about. Partner. We went out and found the food pantries that were already effectively working because we didn't believe that we were called to be a food pantry. We didn't set up a food pantry at our church. We have a bucket where we collect, but we also went and we served we got so involved with them that they got so excited, they said, we want you on our board. And so they put one, my outreach director, they put her, their, her on the operations board. I currently, here two years later, I serve on the actual board, like the executive board of the Heart Food Pantry. I'm also their volunteer coordinator. I, I'm helping them with systems, and I'm helping them grow. And they've, we, have, we have also, we were the very first church, this blows my mind. The very first church to put the Heart Food Pantry in our monthly budgeting, we committed to give them 2% of every dollar that comes into our, our building. So well, that's a lot of money. So the number one need and the number one concern from the mayor's office, and you're going to tell me that's too much? We don't think it's enough. I don't think it's enough, but it's humbly what I'm able to offer. 
And so we put them in our monthly budget and we send them a check. And we know that, that as our church grows, that number will continue to grow and will continue to be a blessing to them. We are the first church to ever do that. Churches donate to them regularly. We send them regularly every month. I mean, donate like once a year or we'll send money here and there. Regularly we give. And they know that that's going to come from us. We partnered with an organization that was meeting that need in the community. Since our involvement there, we have taken over the pantry for a day and served there. Uh, we, not only that, uh, do we serve on the boards, and we, we're helping influence that and helping it grow, but that pantry has gone from a two-day pantry to a four-day pantry. They are meeting an incredible need across Reynoldsburg, and we are, we are humbled and, and love that we are a part of that. We could not do that ourselves. We found somebody that was already doing it, somebody that God called to do it, and we said, we'll meet that need. We've continued to do that. The next thing I did, write it down. Go meet with your principals. In the last session, and I'm not, I'm, I don't even know the guy's name, so I'm not calling him out to embarrass him, but he said, how do you get into the schools? Because we go to the schools and we have these programs we want to do, we want to do this, we want to do that. And I said, that's your problem. You walk in with an agenda. If you walk in and go, how can I help you? Where can I serve? What do you need? You will blow the principal's mind. Before we even launched, we sat down with one of the principals in my neighborhood, and he said, what do I need? What's your agenda? No agenda. We believe we're a sent church. And here's, here's, he's, just, he's just playing me because he, he's like he's one of the deacons at his church. You know what I'm saying? And he's just listening to me. And he's like, wow, I wish other churches would do this. And so he said, we've got this carnival coming up. I said, great, I'm a magician. I do magic. I'll do a magic show for your kids. I've got people that know how to do balloon animals and face painters. We'll all come. And we'll serve at all your little games and all that stuff. And we rolled in with a full force before we even launched as a church. And we all had our Simple Church t-shirts on, which, by the way, if you don't have those, Make those, sell them to your people. They will love them. Create a culture of that, okay? Because when you go to your outreach events, you look like you took over the event. You look like you're running it, okay? Just, just for identity purposes, okay? Just letting you know. We roll in. We got 30 people there in Simple Church shirts, and they're like, what is this Simple Church? We thought we were at a school function. No lie. That's a true story. Free advertisement. We didn't pay a dime for that. Impacting the community. That's, we did all that before we launched. We have found ways to, to partner with our community. Reach out to your Parks and Recs director. I reached out to mine. I sat down. How can we serve you? What can we do? Let me tell you, men and women, here's something simple that he told me I could do. And I already knew it, and I was already doing it, and I was thankful for that. If you got kids, put them in the Reynoldsburg program or your city programs. I know there's upward basketball, and you like the fact that they're going to do devos and that there's somebody going to pray with them. Put your kids in the public community one, and you go be a coach. Your kid gets to play for free, and you get to impact a community. That's free. That, that's, that's free. Go do that. You go do it. Don't expect your pastor to do it. You go do it. Now, I did it as a pastor because I expect my people to do it. Because I'm going to lead by example. But I'm telling you, you can walk out of here and you can go do it. So go do it. What's keeping you? Well, I got this show I'm watching. Okay. I don't have time for that. We got people to win. Okay. Uh, we, we continued to partner with our community. So we, we did this. Before we did this, we had this big event. So as we're walking along, we said, you know, we're going to try these events because a lot of us have these big events. and We spend thousands of dollars. How many of you do the Easter thing? How much would you say you spend on the Easter event that you do? Just asking. Anybody know these numbers? How much? $3,500. Anybody else? Any of the big events that you do at all? Yeah. Two grand. Wow, gosh, that hurts my Jewish heart. Oh. 
It does. It's a lot of money. By partnering with your community, you find ways to do things for zero dollars. Zero or hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. How many of you guys would pay or are, or, or are currently paying to put your name in the newspaper to advertise your church? Do you know if you do that? We do that. There's a few yeses. You put your name in there. The last guy, just, just for some numbers, if you don't know, it's about $65 a week to put your name in the newspaper and say, hey, we're on the worship religious page, the Christian section that only Christians are looking at. I'm just saying, so the section, and they pay, that, that's, that comes out to be like $260 a month. They're spending that money. How much would you pay for a front page, though? Full color article about you. Lots of money. Do you know how much we've paid? Three times to be on the front page? Zero. These are our local newspapers. These get delivered to every door. I'm going to pass them around. You can look at them. One of them is because I went and I did the opening prayer at the Arbor Day festivities. Would never have had that opportunity had I not gone to the Parks and Rec's director and said, how can I serve you? No agenda, but I'm on the front page of the newspaper. My name, my church. Do you understand? Exposure. Being out and being involved in the community. I see a lot of bobbleheading around here. You guys are just doing this. This is good. This is good. We got involved. The, the, one, the one here that you're seeing, the, uh, the one with the Reynoldsburg's Got Talent, was February 28th. We took a look at our calendars, and we partnered with another organization called the Lions Club. You guys got a Lions Club in town? Find them. Go partner with them. They found us because we were at every single event in the community. Every event the community does. Another church sat us down, and they said, how are you doing all this? What is your outreach scheme? What is your plan? And I said, this, what events do you do every year? I said, what is our city doing? What's our city doing? Because your city is hurting. They need people to help them do what they're doing. I can't tell you how many times the city, we have participated at a city event that if we weren't there, I have no idea how they were going to pull it off. And they tell us that. I've ha- I have letters from the mayor thanking us for our involvement because there's no way they could have done what they did. This past Halloween, I know I'm going to push some buttons and I don't care. I will do anything short of sin to win God's lost kids. And so we'll go and we'll be a part of their Halloween event. We will, because the community's going. So we go in full force. We wear our simple church t-shirts and we worked all their little booths for the kids to play their games and get their candy. We gave away all the pumpkins. Do you know how many people we got to see and got exposure to that night? Thousands. Do you know how much it cost me? Nothing. Not a dime to be there. Look, this is, this is also about stewardship of what God's given us as well. What could you do with that money that you're now not spending on a, and I'm not knocking it, the hallelujah night. What else could you be spending that money on? For some of you, you're hurting and you could use an extra staff member. Mm, cut your outreach budget. Figure out a way to do it. Partner with your community. You might be able to afford that staff member. You might be able to afford that thing that you need. Partner with your community. I'm going to keep saying it. We're going to get it. Move through the year, the, eggs, the Easter egg thing. There is an Easter egg extravaganza. The city doesn't need our help. We've made no bones about that. We don't care. But they do need our help flipping pancakes and cooking sausage in the kitchen for the breakfast with the bunny before the Easter egg thing. Now, that does not give us a whole lot of exposure, but it meets their needs. And here's what doing that and saying we are willing to be servants with no agenda got us. After we served Easter last year, they called us up and said, hey, we've got this breakfast with Santa that we want to do. We've never done it before, but we want you guys involved. How much would you pay to send a postcard to every home in your city with your church's information on it? How much would you pay? 
In Reynoldsburg, there are 20,000 homes. It cost me, as a nonprofit, about $3,500 to send to 20,000 homes. That's printing the postcards and postage. $3,500. Do you know how much I paid to get a postcard at every single person's home for the breakfast with Santa with my information on it? Zero. Zero. We can do Snoopy dances. <laughs> when that happens, they put them in the schools for the kids to take them. We got exposure. We paid nothing. Look, the favor of God will be upon you if you are willing to go, just to go. Stop saying come. Go. Fourth of July events. There's a, there's a parade and there are fireworks. How many of you have a parade in your city? How many of you have fireworks in your city or nearby that you could participate in? How many of you do participate in either of those things? Okay, the parade may cost you a little bit of money. I'm okay with spending some money to get a nice float. But you know what we do? We put a band on a trailer. Because we believe that when we're out there singing praises to our God, that the enemy just gets confused and they start attacking each other, that the blind will see, the deaf will hear. We believe that the lame will walk. We believe that, that people that are confused will be set free. We believe that God does things when we're out there declaring and praising his name. And so we do. And we parade through the entire city singing praises to our God. And I walk. I walk down those streets and I look at the pastors on the sideline who are waving at me going, Hey, how you doing? Because I'm part of the ministerial association as well. And they all want to talk about how big their budgets are and how much money they're giving away and how much they've brought in, but the, none of them are talking about what they're doing. And I just walk, and they, I wave at them, I'm like, hey, I'm like, you're awesome. I'm like, and you're a jerk, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be offensive. I, I don't mean to be. I, I hope to wake you up. Wake you up, because you're missing opportunities. You're, you're missing legitimate opportunities. The fireworks, we go to the fireworks our first year. We showed up with a tent and a banner that said free water. We gave away 600 bottles of water that night. Just had them sitting out there, and we stripped off the labels and put our custom stickers on them. That cost us a little bit of money, 75 bucks, to strip them off and do it ourselves. Slapped our label on there and said, we're Simple Church. Here's our website. You're invited. Now, the argument is they're going to throw those bottles of water away. Yes, they will. They will. But they will remember that Simple Church gave them a bottle of water on a hot day. Some of them will take them home, some of them won't. I'm not concerned about that. It is my responsibility to sow seeds. It is my responsibility to water. God gives the increase. That's his, his business, not mine. We're doing what we believe we're called to do. Yes, ma'am. At your church, or you mean in the community? I do. That's a question, is how do you, how do you get volunteers? This becomes, and this is going to be the smallest part of what I can talk about because this is a whole different session, getting your volunteers. But this must become a culture at your church. At Simple Church, we started this way. My leadership goes. I go, and let me tell you, if you don't have a pastor that's on board, nobody's going to go. Nobody's going to go. It doesn't matter. If you have an outreach director and the pastor does not go to the outreach events, nobody's going to go. Because he's not living it. He's not doing it himself. Now, I don't mean that if he's got another event to be at, he or she, whatever your situation may be. I'm just saying, if they don't have a vision for that, nobody's going to go. And if you don't currently have this culture, here's how it begins. It is not with a Sunday morning sermon. Yes, you can preach that. And yes, people will fill out a connection card. And yes, they will put it in your offering. And they may even show up. But you know how you get them to go? Hi, I'm Aaron. What's your name? 
Dave, look, we're doing this outreach this weekend. I'd love for you to come and help me. I really need some help. You think you can do that? Personal conversations. That's how it begins. It starts with your pastor. It starts with your leadership. Get on board. Those are a lot of different conversations that will happen, and that will take some time. Okay? Being perfectly honest with you. I don't mean to dishearten you. Pray. Fight it. Make it happen. Make it happen. Have a conversation with somebody about this, okay? I promise you we'll, we'll get to all this, okay? I'm just talking through some of the stuff because I want to give you, I really want to be a benefit to you, and I hope to, to say some of the things that we're doing and show you how easy it is. Look, I'm an idiot. I am. I'm absolutely, I'm unorganized, and if I didn't have great people around me, there's no way I could do this. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> just telling you. If I can do it, you can do it, okay? I don't have much money. We're a church plant. We, we'd rather invest our, our money other ways and be a giving church, financially and we do we give to missionaries we've been givers we give more than we're supposed to we give to church plants we we do because we keep our costs low we've, we've done that from the beginning and god has blessed every effort to do that okay every effort to do that so so fireworks give away bottles of water the first year that's what we did the second year they they we went from being on the sidelines they put us right in the middle where all the people sit on the lawn and we came with face painting and balloon twisters. Now, if you don't know how to twist a balloon, guess how long it takes you to twist a balloon to learn how to do it? Five or ten minutes. You say, well, I'm scared. Get over it. Look, you can win people to Jesus that way. I'm just saying. We show up. This is a way you can add value to every single event that you participate in. You say, I've, I do magic. I don't charge the city a dime when they want me for one of their events. I'm usually $300 for a kid's show, $200 an hour, whatever, to do magic for people. I'm just saying, that's how much I charge. And the city doesn't have that kind of money either. They're like me. They don't, they don't have that. But I'll go and I'll do it. We'll be a blessing to them. Then we bring our, bring our balloon twisters. We bring our face painters. They show up at the 4th of July festivities. We set up a little tent. Longest line of all the place. We're just being a blessing. We're just serving. These are simple things you can do. Get involved. What is your city doing? Somebody said, how many outreach events do you do a year? Let's see. How many community events are there a year? And I start counting them. Look, you can go back to your city and you can look at the community calendar and call them up and say, hey, how can we help? And here's what's going to happen. You're going to create a, a, a relationship with them that once you say, I'm just here to help, and you chuck your agenda and say, we'll do whatever it needs, needs to be done. We'll humble ourselves. Look, is, do you not see Jesus in all this? We'll humble ourselves. We'll do whatever you need. What do you need? When you do that, you will create a relationship that you, will have to, you won't have to call them anymore. They will call you. Hey, we're doing this event, and we'd like you to be a part of it. That's how you get your name advertised to the entire city for free. Here's another hot tip. Adopt a school. We adopted a school to the tune of $100 a month. It's part of our, our outreach. I met with the principal and said, we want to help you. Because the principals oftentimes have really big hearts but do not have the funds to help their kids. What do you mean help their kids? Well, for instance, at the school that we have adopted, it's only one. Our budget's not there. I pray to God that it comes to a place where we can adopt every single school and give them $100 a month. That'd be awesome. But this one particular school, I said, she said, what do you want us to do with the money? I said, well, what do you need? Here, here's a Walmart gift card. Here's a $100 Visa gift card. Whatever you need every month, here you go. If there's something specifically we can do, we will. And she said, well, I've, in particular, I've got this one kid. He's not MRDD. Just when he gets excited or anxious, he soils his pants. She said, Mom and Dad are supposed to send fresh clothes with him because they know this is the issue. And the other day, we went to change his clothes, and the clothes that were in the bag were soiled from the last time he did it. Mom and Dad didn't give him clothes. And the principal, who also happens to be a church planner's wife, <laughs> praise God for that, 
said, not my wife, but another church. She said, how do we, she said, we want to buy clothes, but the school is not allowed to do that for this young man. We want to have him on site so that he doesn't have to spend a day in soiled clothes or be embarrassed. Oh, got me right in the feels. I was like, okay, this is, this is the hands and feet of Jesus. And we are enabling them to be able to do that kind of stuff by faithfully giving them $100 a month. What does that yield to this? Opportunities. Opportunities. They, she said, I want to bless the teachers. I want to give them breakfast. I said, great, we'll come and we'll serve it to them. Took a team in. We cooked it, flipped the pancakes right there, met all the teachers in the school. Wearing our simple church t-shirts. Hi. Here, pancakes, talking to them, creating relationships. Why? Because that's how it happens. You want to win an entire city, it happens through relationships. It's not a sermon. I, 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 believe, I, believe, I believe in the, the American church. I believe in it, and I'm not saying to discard the way that we are doing things, but I'm telling you that there is a better way to do things. It's an and situation. Do this and do this. Partner with your community. So let's look at some of the things you want to talk about. What works? Find out what your community is doing. And do not go in with an agenda. How can I help? If that means after the fireworks, you have a team that cleans up trash from the park. That's what they need. That's what you do. It's funny, when we go on mission trips, we say, hey, that's just how I like it. You ever, you ever gone on, anybody ever gone on a missions trip? And they're like, the food that they serve you or whatever you're told to do, you're going to say, that's, that's exactly what I'm, I'm here for. I'm going to do it. And yet when we go on our outreaches, we have this agenda and we don't do the same thing. Like, just do, it, do whatever they need. What's new? I don't know. Maybe this idea. <laughs> What's been really cool is because, because we've been regular in the community... There's another organization called the Lions Club. Did I mention them already? Okay. They approached us and said, you're like us. And I said, how's that? We are here to serve the community. You're here to serve the community. You're at every single event that we're at. There's this synergy here. Uh-oh, here's the conference name. <laughs> There's this synergy here. We would love to do an event with you. And I said, great. Well, understand that we are here to serve and to be a blessing. And so we're not really about doing our own event. And he said, well, the problem is, is that there's really nothing going on in February and January months. The community doesn't do anything, and we would love to do something there. Okay, let's talk about it. So we planned this Reynoldsburg's Got Talent, which you saw in the newspaper there. Two new local newspapers, front and back of one newspaper, and the front page of the other one. We didn't do it for that. We did it to be a blessing to the community, to a community that for us was just recently ravaged by a teacher strike. The schools blessed us with the auditorium for free. Beautiful 1,500-seat auditorium, like orchestra-ready auditorium. <laughs> telling you. Gorgeous for free. We were able to raise $2,600 for a charity that night. We raised awareness for that charity, awareness for the Lions Club, awareness for Simple Church, and here's the best thing. They let me be the MC. So I, of course, opened with prayer in a very non-threatening way. Just thank God for the opportunity to be there, pray blessings over the night. That was that. And then we had people from our church who joined in that, not only served, but sang. Another guy named Trell. If you've had an opportunity to be in James Dewhurst's sessions today, there's a guy named Trell. He does spoken word or rap, I would say. And I put him strategically at the end. And he got up there and got on the microphone and he praised my Jesus. And he shared the gospel in a powerful way, in a chilling way. And that's how we ended that session. He was one of the contestants in the show. He's one of the winners of that show as well. And somebody wrote me and said, you know what, I love that this was not a church outreach, but yet my God was glorified. And I said, yes, that's what we're about. 
That's why we'll do that event again. So yes, we do on occasion do our own events. The one, the one time in the beginning when we did it, we spent $1,000. We, we, we got the park. We reserved it. We invited all kinds of people, spent all kinds of money in marketing, and it was completely rained out, like a flood rained out. And from that point on, we said, we're not going to do our own thing anymore. We're just going to be part of the city. God's called us to something different. God's called us to something different. So let me, let me go back up here. Criteria for success. This needs to be determined by your team. Our launch day as a church, we said, what's the criteria for success? And they said, one person that we don't know comes from off the street. On our launch day, that is not common at a church. They got a numbers. They were like, oh, we want to see 150 people. And I'm like, within our team, we decided that was our criteria for success. Your team needs to determine that. I don't know who asked that question. I feel like it was over here somewhere. Your team needs to decide that. Let them set that. Let your leadership set that. So the criteria is for success for us. Now, of course, as we're out there and we're out there serving, we are looking for opportunities to communicate with people, to be very personable with people, to strike up conversations. And here's how we want the conversations to end. Hey, it was really great to meet with you. Is there anything I can pray with you about? How non-threatening is that? And yet, here you are serving again. That's outreach. I, go, I would go, again, excuse me, but before we launched our church, and it's not that I wouldn't do this now. We were out and finding ways to do it. I would go to a bar and I would order a Coke and sit at a bar. And I would strike up conversation with people at a bar. Hey, how you doing? Sports? Yeah, great. I don't watch any sports. But I talked to them about it like I did. By the end of those conversations, they would oftentimes turn the conversation to God and I had opportunities. You can be the church. You can go. And I'd say, hey, can I pray with you before I go? Is there anything I can pray with you about? Gosh, that meant so much to people to offer them real ministry. They weren't expecting to be introduced to Jesus, but they met him. They met him through you. All right, let me keep going here. Working in different, difficult communities. I have had church after church after church tell us, and even for us, it was very difficult because the doors were closed to us in Reynoldsburg. We are a church who launched in a funeral home. Businesses, strip malls, schools, they would not let us in. They said, we'd rather our places sit empty than a church take a place. That's a true thing. So you want to talk about hostile towards churches? That's Reynoldsburg. And I've come to find out it's something that happened 30 years ago with a church that burned the city of Reynoldsburg, and they have continued to have that nasty taste in their mouth towards churches, politically, from the school systems and the leadership of the city. There's no synergy there. God has given us an incredible opportunity to have synergy with them to have a relationship with them, to tear down walls that have been, that are 30 years old. We're seeing incredible results from that. Let me tell you what's happened. Do you know who got, to, who got invited to, to sing and worship God at the Tomato Festival? Anybody ever heard of the Tomato Festival in Reynoldsburg? Do you know who else had that opportunity other than Simple Church? Nobody. Nobody. And we got to praise my Jesus in front of the entire festival on the main stage, not the side stage. But that's happening because we're, we're humbly submitting. We're humbly serving. And God is exalting us. You, th that's how you have to go in. So it, w it was a difficult community. I don't know what your specific situation is. Ask the Holy Spirit. Lead you. Was this you here? Did I that? If, you, if you're sincere, sincere about it. But it's, it's going to wind up being sacrifice. Okay? It's going to cost you something. Local government, go meet them. Go meet with the local pastor, the pastoral organizations. Your heart's going to be broken most of the time, I would say. Mine was. Mine was. Go meet with them. Ask to have lunch with them. 
Tell them ahead of time, I don't want anything. I just want to see how we can help. That will get their attention because most government officials need help. The Parks and Recs director needs help. People organizing the events, they need help. And when they realize you have no agenda, they'll welcome you. Uh, how to get volunteers. I talked about that. Conversion ratios. Again, this is the way we do it, it's very personal. There are a lot of families that come to Simple Church as a result of it. And they're not the ones that come and visit and leave. They see, it, see us at these events and they go, we like what you're doing. We've seen you at like four events. And they come and they stay. Now, don't get me wrong. We're still a growing church and we, we are not perfect at keeping people. And you'd say, Aaron, is your church like a thousand people? No, it's not. No, it's not. But our relationships are strong with this community. And we're growing. We've moved in, recently moved into our own facility. We're no longer in a funeral home. We feel like that was kind of the reason people weren't coming. <laughs> you laugh, but that's the reality of our situation. But that's just the nature, the, how God has blessed us. People were still coming and staying when we were in a funeral home because of the mission and vision, because we were living it, we're following it. Uh, do I feel, do, did I answer these successfully for you? I mean, be, don't, don't be shy. Be bold. Tell me. Yes. Um, love it all. Thank you for being blunt because we need to hear it. Um, when you are, how do you train volunteers to have a missional attitude? Like, not with all guns blazing. Like, they're passionate, but it's like <coughs> there's an attitude and we got to get rid of that attitude or we're going to be a stumbling block. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you'll have you may have to have some co- tough conversations with individuals, and um, that that's, that there's that whole conflict thing. A lot of people are afraid. Well, if I tell you the truth, you're going to leave my church. I say so. That's fine. You, if if you're not if you're not on the same page, like you know, if there's somebody causing a problem that they, you have to dismiss them, you have to. But obviously, you don't want to do that. Okay. Um, so let me wrap my head around your question here so I can answer it right because I get stuck on that one thing. I'm like, ooh, I will just dismiss them. <laughs> I will pray for you on your way out. <laughs> I go a guy who's got a church full of people like you. Let me introduce you. Yeah. So there's so much that you can teach them in a training session. And I'm going to say something that may hurt and maybe something you've heard before. I think we're all educated way beyond our level of obedience. I think we all know how to pray in our head, but we don't do it. I meet with people and I sit with people in our grow groups and they're like, I've never prayed out loud before. Are you joking? Are you kidding me? Like inside, I'm like, are you kidding? And if that's you, please, I'm not talking down to you. I'm just saying as a pastor that breaks my heart that you know how to pray and you hear me. The reason we don't do it is, is that because we're not missional ourselves. I want to speak to Kelly. Kelly is a pastor as well, and uh, I'm honored and humbled that you're here. She's an incredible teacher and has master's degrees. I'm so nervous that she's even in the room. <laughs> um, um, but it begins with conversations. It begins with us being missional ourselves. That's how people learn. That's how people learn to do it. You need to, there's, there's four letters. You ready for the four letters? When you're talking about teaching people to be missional, is I-C-N-U. People need to believe that they have the ability to do what you do. If you live a life that is missional, where I'm, I'm not afraid to pray with anybody. I have prayed with guys 
in a bar, like right at the bar counter with the person sitting there cleaning the cup watching us. You know what I'm saying? I don't care. I don't care where I'm at. I'm going to pray. I believe that God answers prayer and daggone it, I don't care where I'm at. I don't care who you are. I'm going to pray with you. Does it, does it mean I'm not nervous? Of course I'm nervous. Don't be ridiculous. I don't know how they're going to respond, but that's not on me. That's on God. Let him handle that. But we aren't missional in that way. And so people don't see that modeled. And so they don't know how to do it. They simply are looking for opportunities. And when you say, I believe that you can do this. Come on. Walk with me. Watch me. Learn how I do it. It's these rhythms that they learn. Right? They have to learn to do it. We have to model it. That's why I say as pastors, we have an incredible responsibility to do this first. To go first. We oftentimes want people to go, but we don't go ourselves. We've got to go. If you lead a team, you lead a group of people, or if you are a pastor in this church, you go first if you want your people to go. You want them to lay hands on people in a bar? You do it first. Don't, now don't come walk out of here going, Aaron told us all to go to a bar. Let's go. <laughs> if you are going to a bar, take somebody with you as an accountability partner so that nothing can be said about what you're doing there, okay? Be smart. Be wise. But go and win some lost people doing it. Okay. D- Kelly, did I answer your question? I-, I know that's so nonspecific, but I don't know how that works out in your life except to say, you do it. There's no sermon that you're going to preach that is going to be as impactful as a relationship you can have. Period. There's no lesson you can teach. Bring people along with you, kicking and screaming sometimes. I, I put people on the spot. I'm like, and so as I'm talking to this person, I'm like, okay, we're going to pray. Like, I've got somebody here that I'm walking with and discipling. He's going to pray for you real quick and go. And I just bow my head. <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, oh, 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 oh. And when they're done, they pray with them and they go, I have never done that before. And you can feel Jesus all over them and all over the situation. And they don't have eloquent words. They don't know what to say. They didn't know how to do it. But buddy, they prayed a real honest prayer. Better prayer than I could have ever prayed. Probably would have spoke directly into that situation and gave them some Jesus that I never would have been able to help them up because I'm, I'm full of Jesus, you know, studying and I'm preaching and I'm doing... Like, they're real, they're raw. And it's beautiful. And then when they call you up and say, dude, I had this opportunity to pray with somebody earlier. Did you take it? Yes, I did. I prayed with them right on the spot instead of saying, I'll pray with them later. Oh, I celebrate that. What gets celebrated is repeated. Okay, so if you want to talk about converting things, I'm sorry, I'm, we're not even talking about what I'm here to talk about anymore, but I like this. <laughs> I like it. What is celebrated is repeated. So if you're trying to help somebody be missional, when they are, celebrate it. Find a way to celebrate it. Find a way to celebrate it. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's something I would tell you that, be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not great at yet. Look, I, we, we want to be multicultural at Simple Church to the point that I'm like, I love it when I see somebody of a different skin color come in. Because personally, I don't see color that way. My daughter's biracial. I, I, I love diversity. I love that we've got, a, we've got an elderly, elderly black woman at our church, and she amens and says hallelujah. My son counted it. She, she said amen during a preaching while I was preaching 212 times one service. <laughs> He counted it. He got out of, he was using our connection cards to good use. He's sitting there just doing a tick. He's 12, right? And she said to me, she said, do I need to not do that? I said, no, you be you. You be you. And we love that. We love that diversity. 
So we always welcome it. When somebody walks in that doesn't look like me, I run up to them. Please, hi, my name's Aaron. Let's have lunch. Let's talk. I'm a little forceful sometimes, as you can tell a little bit. <laughs> I thought I scared off some of the people that go to our church. <laughs> they're, just, they're like, I was like, hey, you guys want to have lunch? And they're like, oh, well, um. <laughs> that's, how the, that's how it is. So I'm, I'm friendly that way. I don't care who you are. I'll have lunch with you. I'm scared. I'm not scared of you. <clears throat> this... I pray about it, and I ask these kind of questions regularly. So, but we, we welcome everyone. We welcome everyone. There's not, there's not, you know, we have, we have homosexuals that come to our church. Oh, I'm going to touch on a hot button there for a second. We do. And they write the nicest things about our church because they say, we have never been welcomed and more loved by a group of people. We've never felt more welcome in a church. Now, they know that I do not condone their sin. They know that. What they're looking for is to be accepted as a person. They're looking to be valued as an individual. I have people leave my church, and I've had them leave our church, because they say, I can't stand that I'm worshiping next to a homosexual. And I said, well, this is probably not the place for you. I love you, and here's why we accept them and allow them to be in our church. Now, granted, I would not put them in leadership, just to be clear. If they wanted to talk about partnership, there's another conversation that's going to happen. They're living in a, living in a life that is, that is chasing after that, but... For them to come, for them to sit together, for them to sit with arm around each other, it's uncomfortable for everybody. It is. You want to talk about sitting, sitting in an uncomfortable place, that's it. When one of them leans over and kisses them, like, man, it was like on our first service. One leaned over and kissed the other, like just on the cheek. But, but, but during the worship, eyes were, eyes were just filled with tears. Every week, they love being there. They love connecting with Jesus. And how could I ever keep them from that? You've got a problem with it, maybe you need to go to another church. We are looking to be diverse, but we're also not looking to just accept, to accept their sin in that situation. So I, 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 we don't know the best ways to do that. We're learning. We are humbly seeking ways to do that. But we, we accept all at Simple Church. And that means, because we're going to find them all. Look, you want to light up? You want to you see Jesus? Go out in the middle of where people are hurting. Go. Go be a part of it. We, we've got a friendly basketball league in, in Reynoldsburg. These are for kids who cannot be a part of the league. How are we doing on time, Sarah? Oh, is it time? I'm done? Listen, I, I have way more I can talk about. I would love to talk with you personally. I, my time is up. Thank you so much for taking your time to be here today. I really appreciate it. Wait. Let me, let me pray for you before you go. Father, I just, I just lift up this group and I thank you for the opportunity. I'm humbled to be here by what you've done in Simple Church and, and the glory that I, get, that I get to give you in these moments and say, hey, you've done this, not us. We thank you, Jesus, for the example that you set. And we pray that we're able to walk and be, be just like you were to be servants of our communities. Lord, give these guys ideas. Give them favor when they walk into their communities, Lord. And, and give, them, give them ways. Tear down walls that have been built up and things that have, that have been placed in front of them that would stop them from being able to do it. Lord, tear down every barrier. Help them connect with their communities, Lord. Help them influence the influencers and win their cities in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you again.